When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Mr. Secretary, that's Pete Buttigieg on the line. So I understand you just came from a meeting at the White House with the President and the rest of the Jobs Cabinet. What did you learn at the meeting? Well, it was a great opportunity for members of the Jobs Cabinet to discuss what we've been seeing and hearing as we've been communicating with the American people and, and, and traveling to communities to talk about the impact of the Jobs Plan. And every member of the Cabinet who was there shared stories about uh, communities that saw what it would mean to invest in infrastructure there, the enthusiasm that you see in uh, among mayors, uh, among workers, uh, and among business leaders as well to do something big. Uh, so it was a great opportunity to sync up on our different experiences and uh, to hear the president reinforce his commitment to making sure that we deliver in a way that's not just going to help us in the near term, but really set up America to compete economically for the rest of our lifetimes. As you know, Mr. Secretary, and the rest of us have memorized now, it's 266,000 jobs were created last month. It's a good number. In any other regular month, it would be a great number. At the same time, we still have something like 8 million people who don't have jobs who did before the pandemic. It was disappointing to economists who expected as much as 1 million. Let's talk specifically about transportation. Uh, to what extent did transportation have a role in that? And for example, the chip shortage for automobiles, problems at the ports. Well, there's certainly a concern with the, sh- uh, the chip shortage. It's one of the reasons you've seen the, the president and his economic team so focused on supply chain issues for the country. I mean, some of these are concerns that have been brewing for a long time, and, and they are going to impact our competitiveness if we don't do something. Uh, at the same time, we're also seeing a, uh, an increasing uh, safe return to travel. And uh, part of what the rescue plan did was avoid some of the worst of uh, what we were facing just a few months ago. You know, when we saw flight attendants being told that they could tear up their furlough notices, when we saw uh, transit agencies that were getting ready to cut routes and lay off workers, uh, get uh, news that help was on the way. Uh, we, we should, I know we're all, always trying to take the next hill and, and rightly talking about the jobs plan, but let's remember what the rescue plan is doing right now and, and really helped us from going off the cliff. And I think that's part of why over the last three months, all in, uh, we've added on average 500,000 jobs. Uh, we've got a long way to go uh, to the tune of millions. And that's why the president has never let up and said, okay, job done, we're good to go. He's pushing us to do everything we can to keep building a stronger economy. As the president pointed out, as did Secretary Yellen today at the at the White House, one of the other things that Secretary Yellen mentioned was that one constraint on filling some of the jobs may be a concern on people's part for getting back on public mass transit because of fears about uh, safety and health. Is there anything that the Transportation Department can do to help with that problem? Well, we've been working to make sure that uh, public transit is safe. It's one of the reasons we backed up transit agencies with that mask mandate, the same as we backed up uh, the airlines with that. 
to make sure that it was very clear what was expected and uh, didn't feel like it was uh, up to a, a bus operator, for example, to have to handle a public health decision that we really needed to make together as a country. Uh, so uh, obviously each transit agency has uh, its, its own plans for uh, any changes that are underway. But uh, what I'll say is that you know we the, the result of the steps we've been taking uh, supporting these agencies with funding uh, and with other resources is precisely to make sure that it is not a barrier. Lack of transportation is not a barrier to people getting to work. Uh, Secretary Buttigieg, you have become something of a point person on the infrastructure you mentioned just a moment ago. Let's talk about uh, the progress you are making from your point of view in getting for, moving forward with the $2.25 trillion proposal from President Biden. Are you getting any bipartisan movement here? We talked with Marsha Blackburn earlier this week, and she said she'd be willing to go along with something like the $600 billion proposal put forward by Shelley Moore Capito. Is there negotiation going on? Are you taking steps forward on that? Yeah, that's exactly the process that's underway right now. We welcome the fact that uh, Senator Capito and her Republican colleagues came forward with a specific proposal. Uh, they have a lot of interest in at least parts of what we've been working on, the jobs plan, especially areas like roads and bridges. Of course, we believe that uh, less traditional things like uh, Internet infrastructure and, and care infrastructure belong there. But uh, that give and take is, is exactly what the process is about. And that's what I think you're going to see, uh, uh, certainly, especially as we look to next week with uh, so many members returning to Washington. Exactly. And, and in fairness, my understanding is there is 60, $600 billion put in, I'm sorry, $60 billion put in for the um, uh, broadband uh, access, not for the care, but there is money put in the capital bill, as I understand it, for broadband access, correct? Yeah, I think broadband is one of the areas where you're going to see uh, some healthy bipartisan interest, especially when you look at how many rural areas are among those that, uh, uh, that, that have been left out. So, you know, that's just one of the things I think we can build on, as, as well as the, the areas like the roads and the bridges. You know, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot to work through in terms of the math, look at the baseline, see what it would really mean to make a big investment. I, I think the, the focus here is to make sure that we do something big enough to meet the moment. We have fallen to 13th place in infrastructure as a country. And we shouldn't be going to all this trouble just to do what it takes to hold on to 13th place. Uh, we've got to position America to compete with places like China that are investing uh, huge amounts right now. And we've got to position workers to succeed in the years ahead. And, and uh, that's something that we hope can be a bipartisan cause, even if there are some differences about exactly how to get there and exactly how to pay for it. And one way maybe to get there is to break it into pieces. Uh, is it possible to take the part that, again, Senator Blackburn and uh, Shelley Moore Capital are saying they do? Would that make sense from your point of view? Well, we believe these things fit together. It's why the president announced them as one plan. But these are exactly the kinds of things that get negotiated as you sit down with uh, members on both sides of the aisle. There are a lot of different congressional mechanisms that, that could get this done. And uh, we're really ready to talk about uh, just about anything. The, the, the only red line uh, that I've heard from the president, uh, well, there are two. One, uh, that uh, he's committed to not raising taxes on anyone making less than $400,000. Uh, and the other is that it is uh, unacceptable to do nothing. We've, we've got to do something. We've got to act uh, relatively quickly. Secretary Buttigieg, let me put together two priorities of the president. We have, on the one hand, infrastructure, clearly a priority, on the other, climate. And I wonder how those fit together. If you got all that you wanted today to put into infrastructure, it would involve a lot of concrete. Concrete is not green. How can you address that issue? That's a real challenge, isn't it? Well, there's no such thing as an infrastructure decision that's not also a climate decision. The question is whether we're going to recognize that. Now, what I find so exciting about this moment and so exciting about this plan 
is that this is our chance to demonstrate that climate is also how we can create jobs for the future, whether we're talking about concrete, uh, which includes research to uh, find more of the, the means that are uh, less carbon intensive, potentially even carbon negative uh, when it comes to concrete, uh, whether it's making sure the electric vehicle revolution is made right here in America with American workers making union wages at American companies on American soil. All of the steps we need to take around transportation can also be job-creating investments in our climate future. That's how all of these things fit together in the president's vision, and that's the case that we're making to the American people, too. Okay, so let me, Mr. Secretary, finally come back to the jobs question and tie it into the infrastructure. Very concretely, no pun intended, but very specifically, how many jobs would be created over the next year from the infrastructure? Well, look, uh, most of the scoring that we've seen in, in terms of the millions of jobs that are going to be created through this plan look at a longer time horizon than that. What I will say is that there are shovel-ready projects right now in communities uh, all over the country that uh, could go as soon as there was funding, and, and uh, theoretically we could move that as soon as a, a bill got to the president's desk to sign it. But let me be clear. Uh, we are, of course, rightly concerned about getting through this year. But this jobs plan is about making sure we have a strong economy for the rest of our lifetimes. Uh, this is not uh, just about getting through the business cycle. This is about making sure that America is prepared to compete through the 2030s, 2040s, 2050s. Because right now, we're relying on infrastructure that was built in the 1950s. And each passing year, or for that matter, each passing day that we continue to do that, has safety economic and climate implications that we've got to address. Okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Secretary. That is Pete Buttigieg. He is the Secretary of Transportation. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right. Let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com.